So I wanted to get you hip to the leading 20-in-1 SEO tool. It's called SEMrush. And if you haven't had a chance to take a look at it, make sure that you check the show notes because you can have a free trial if you click on the link in the show notes because why not try it out and build up your SEO. Get that competitive research, get your keywords down, get your ranking and link building efforts in place and get your website seen. Get your stuff out there. This is really what it's about. It is trusted by so many leaders in business and they have seen a lot of amazing insights from it. So I am excited to give you a special link in the show notes of SEMrush with your free trial. Make sure that you start on that today because if you're not getting seen and you're not showing up in search, then why are we doing this, (laughs) right? Why are we doing this? Because you wanna get your stuff out there and you wanna be connecting with the right audience. So get the leading 20-in-1 SEO tool, SEMrush, today. You're listening to Sweet Bites with Sandra with your host, Dr. Sandra Coltimadisi. Follow on Instagram and Facebook at Dr. Sandra Coltimadisi, the podcast and lifestyle Instagram at Sweet Bites with Sandra. And for upcoming course announcements, follow College of Style on Instagram as well. I am so excited to be inviting you to the Template Design Summit taking place July 1st through the 3rd. It's an online event and it is free for you to register and attend all three days. This Template Design Summit aims to give course creators, consultants, authors, and entrepreneurs just like yourself an in-depth look at how to create design templates, how to implement them into marketing and branding of your business, create scroll-stopping content for your clients, and protect your designs legally. So here's the here's the, here's the tea. <laughs> Over the three-day event, graphic designers, template designers, and business experts will provide an in-depth look at the best practices used by industry professionals and innovative ways to use graphics and templates for future branding and educational use. So specific emphasis is going to be placed on social media and business branding with additional focus on how to monetize template creation and curation. So we have over 15 different guest speakers going over personal branding, template design creation, getting yourself really tech savvy, um, having that illustrator inside you pulled out, um, making sure that you have all the things that you need, systems in place and ready to go. So this is really fun because I've invited some of my Canva creator friends along with me um, to present as well. And I'm really excited for you to be there. So make sure to go to our website, collegeofstyle.com, register for free today and get your free gift just for registering. It is gonna be on. I'm hosting and I'm so excited and I hope to see you there. Tell a friend because you know how I always say, sharing is caring. I look forward to seeing you there. It is July 1st through the 3rd. Go to collegeofstyle.com, register for free today and make sure you get your free gift just for registering. I will see you on the inside. Hi, I'm Sandra, and I'd like to invite you to subscribe and listen to my new podcast, Sweet Pipes with Sandra. Satisfy your entrepreneurial sweet tooth in each episode full of digital business tips, inspiring interviews, asides from my entertainment career, and rewards to celebrate your sweet success. Find Sweet Bites with Sandra on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.
loud in my ears. I keep on falling in that love with you. Sometimes I love you. Sometimes you make me blue. Sometimes I feel good. At times I feel you. Loving you, darling, makes me so confused. I keep on falling in and out of love with you. I never felt so wild without loving you. Thank you so much for joining me on episode 38 of the Sweet Bites with Sandra podcast. I am your host, Dr. Sandra Colton-Medici, and I am super feeling myself today. That's why I just added a little bit of that Alicia Keys to the front end of the podcast. So if you have not had a chance to join me on the podcast, welcome, my friend. Welcome. I also want to welcome you into the College of Style family. If you have not had a chance, to join us on the Facebook group. So feel free to join us at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the College of Style so that you can hear all of the updates that are happening within College of Style, the insider membership. And I am going to be starting one-on-one working with you directly um, starting on June 1st. So if you have a chance, visit me at College of Style to find out more on how we can work together one-on-one in your business with your um marketing strategy, uh, designing an unforgettable brand, and really working on those leadership skills to get you to the next place in your business and in life. I'm so excited to work with you and make sure that you sign up now for um, one-on-one coaching with me because I am closing my book. Yes, I am. It's opening June 1st and I am closing it down on June 15th. So if you do not schedule um, your sessions and book your appointments between those dates, then you will have to wait until I open it up one more time. Um, I am excited about today's episode because I have a few different things that I have invited you to in the past and I want to make sure that you know about them. Moving forward, we do Social Strategy Sundays every single Sunday morning at 10 o'clock on our Clubhouse Club, which is the College of Style Club on Clubhouse. So Make sure that you join me for Social Strategy Sundays and also on Clubhouse Tuesdays, which are Personal Branding and Innovation Tuesdays, um, Tuesdays at 5 o'clock Pacific Time. So I want you to join me for both of those on Social Audio. This, These two are on Clubhouse, but also I am doing Fireside Chats. So if you haven't had a chance to join me on Fireside, those are live. Those are not pre-recorded. Those are me speaking directly to you with sometimes a co-host, um, a, a featured guest, and I am so excited about that as well. But what I wanted to talk to you today about is Facebook group member strategy. <laughs> I know that's a mouthful. Let's talk about 
Facebook group member strategy. And that means not just being the host of a Facebook group, but that means being the member of somebody else's Facebook group. And I know a lot of people join Facebook groups to promote themselves within those other groups. Because if you have the right demographic, why wouldn't you try to make sure that other people know what you do and potentially help and serve those people, right? So what I would love to talk about is you being a good member of someone else's group. I have joined a ton of Facebook groups and I have a few Facebook groups of my own, just like I just invited you to the College of Style Facebook group. But what I wanted to talk about is being a good member. I was in a Facebook group growth challenge recently and one of the people that were um, speaking in this um, mentioned the different roles that people play while they're in a Facebook group. And I hadn't really thought about this um, until they said that, you know, there's a lot of different places that people um, come in at. You could just be a silent member where you're just literally, you know, reading all of the comments, reading all of the posts, um, but not really engaging. You could be someone who is a cheerleader and so supportive of everybody's accomplishments, liking every post and commenting on everything, saying, good, you go girl, right? All of the, you could be the cheerleader of the group. You could be the policeman of the group um, where, you know, you're flagging comments or telling the hosts or the, you know, Facebook community standards about different um, comments that you see or different posts that go against the guidelines. You could be the policeman, right? Or you could be someone who is always providing great content, right? You could be a content creator within that Facebook group. Um, There's a lot of different positions and roles that you could play inside of a Facebook group if you are not the host, right? So where do you fall? That's what I want to ask you. Where do you fall within all of these different roles inside of a Facebook group? I think that it's really important to know, you know, you could have many different roles depending on what group you're in, but it's really important to have a strategy when you're going into anyone else's Facebook group. And I was just speaking about this, um, recently with my husband about having to really curate content every time you're in someone else's Facebook group because there's a different vibe, there's a different dynamic, there's a different kind of um, process to each and every Facebook group because they are, you know, curated by the host. And so they're creating the atmosphere within that Facebook group. So you have to be mindful of what the other group members inside any Facebook group are going to respond to, what they might be offended by, what comments are restricted or allowed during certain posts or threads. And so when When you go into a Facebook group or when you create a strategy for your membership in a Facebook group, I would say to only join the ones that you really want to participate in because it doesn't make any sense to join uh, a thousand Facebook groups just so that you can post your content on the days that they say post your, you know, your freebie or your lead magnet. It doesn't make any sense to do that if you're not actually engaging with the members because if you engage with the members, you'll know who might need your services. You might build those relationships that then those relationships and those people that you meet inside of the Facebook group are then going to refer you and tag you on another post because you've built that foundation. So it's great to be a member of a thousand Facebook groups that you then post your free lead magnet in. That's great. Whether or not that's a good strategy, it really depends on what you're getting back from it. But 
If you're getting referrals, referrals are the best kind um, when you get a client from a referral because they trust the person that referred you know them to you and you're you're coming into it warm you're not coming into it cold right so i think that if you go into facebook group membership you need to have your own strategy based on every single group. Now, if it's a group that you are going in to learn something from, you go in with that mindset. You go in with a a strategy of what you're going to take away from it, how often you're going to post in it, how often you want to comment in it, and you develop that over each of the groups that you're a member of. If you don't have that kind of strategy going in, then you're kind of just going in whenever you feel like it and there's no consistency, there's no um, foundation being built, there's no relationships that you're fostering, and then there's no referral at the end because there hasn't there hasn't been the work put into it that I think that everyone needs to do um, if you're going to really benefit from any sort of membership that way. I think that you, you get what you put into it right um and that's really important to think about and also how do you want to be perceived in that facebook group how how do your how do you want your membership um, in a facebook group how do you want that to be perceived are you more of a giver are you more of a taker are you 50 50 um that's really important as well because people remember that when they see you in another Facebook group, right? So I just wanted to talk about that a little bit on this particular episode of the Sweet Bites with Sandra podcast because I think that it's great to have a strategy as a member of a Facebook group, not just as a host of a Facebook group. Have you been to my shop lately? I have been in the lab and creating new items just for you. Take a look at the decor, the brand new eye collection, and spanking new done for you templates for social media. Yes, (laughs) I told you, I am giving you my A game in 2021. Check it out and buy yourself a little something to reward yourself for making a commitment to yourself to rock 2021 like no other. Just visit www.sandracoltimadc.com forward slash shop today. Have you ever been writing an email or putting together some sort of sales copy and wondered like, hmm, maybe this is not sounding entirely grammatically correct? Yes, I've been there many, many times. And the one thing, best source that I go to all the time is Grammarly. I've been using it many for many, many years in college and well beyond after. So if you want to figure out how to make sure that you sound grammatically correct, um, you can start using Proofreading by Grammarly. It's the world's best online proofreader, and you can start your free trial today by clicking the link in our show notes. Welcome back to Sweet Bites with Sandra, the podcast. I want to introduce you to Kiara Aguillon. She is an influencer partnership manager, but she is bringing so much content to the space as a digital digital strategist that I want you to really hone in on all of her responses today because I know she's got some great takeaways for you too, um, to listen to. So thank you very much for joining us on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Well, I know (laughs) we've been trying to set this up for a while. And so I'm just really excited. We're in the same virtual space together. So can you tell me what inspires you every day? What inspires me every day? I mean, 
I'm a girl of action and adventure. So I think the adventure of a new day, what's going to happen tomorrow, especially in the industry that I'm in, is really what keeps me inspired. Specific to talent, whenever I'm working with new talent on a project or a project comes to my desk and I say, who am I going to cast for this? It's that moment where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Like this content could could be a game changer. This content is so fun. That adventure really keeps me inspired to like really dive into my work every single day. Well, so I know that you have worked with a lot of people. We'll get into that in a little bit, but what do you think is one of the biggest obstacles that you've noticed when you are working in that kind of influencer brand partnership lane since you began your career? Some of the biggest obstacles, I mean, this is, I've always said this, this is a human business, human first business and people first business, which is what I love about it. But with that comes a lot of personalities to navigate and a lot of sides to um, please. Um, there's the brand side, there's the talent side, there's the internal side. I think it's really important that we all know how to work together um, on the same page and be aligned and Make sure everybody is really getting what they want out of the experience. At least that's my take on it. So some of the obstacles come in where one side has one vision, the other side has a different vision. Um, kind of kind of being that liaison, having to navigate both of those visions and find a middle ground for them, I think would be probably one of the biggest challenges. Yeah. And it's it's um for for me, like I really I'm very much a chameleon. I think in my, uh, you can tell I'm from LA in my Gemini nature, I'm very <laughs> adaptable to different personalities. And I love that about the work I do is that there's so many personalities to work with. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, it, while it is a challenge and it is sometimes, um, difficult to navigate, I actually find it to be kind of, um, I think a fun role to have because I get to find that bridge and help people come together. Um, when maybe they, they wouldn't um, if it weren't for that third party there that needs to do the liaisoning. So yes, yeah. it's, it's an obstacle, but also it can be very rewarding at the end of the day. Well, so when you think of collaboration, um, which is really what you're talking about is like bringing in the best of all these different people and brands and strategies, what do you think is the most important, the most important skill to bring to the table? The most important skill to bring to the table, I think one is um, flexibility. So you need to be able and the ability to be amenable. So understanding what the overall goal is, but also being able to pivot based on, you know, let's say talent has a request or talent has um, a specific vision, being able to kind of pivot the strategy there, being able to, let's say the brand comes in at the last minute and says, we want to add this into our content, being able to be able to communicate that to talent, make sure that that gets executed, make sure that they understand and they're on board with it, that it's a very collaborative experience. I think that's a really, um, a really important skill is, is the skill of collaboration. Um, again, coming back to the fact that it's people first, it's, I think it's important to just have empathy. Honestly, empathy, I think, is an underrated um, soft skill. And having that empathy and being able to put yourself in other people's shoes and understanding every, how everything works together is one of probably the most needed talents or skills in this industry. Yeah. I mean, it is really hard to anticipate maybe 
some crazy idea that needs to be added in at the last minute. So <laughs> what do you think are maybe some solutions for just kind of being ahead of the game, um, you know, in in and amongst the influencer talent pool um, and bringing in um, people that have, you know, kind of wild ideas at the last minute, like that harebrained thing that you're like, oh, that could totally work. But how do you preempt that for yourself, like to, to ready yourself to be in a situation to say, oh, I can do that, or I can make that happen, or uh, I got that, you know what I mean? So how do you prepare yourself for all of that, like last minuteness? The nature, <laughs> yeah, no, totally. I mean, the nature of this business is specific to entertainment. So a lot of the companies I've worked for have a base component that's either tech or it's media um, or it's talent. And, but amongst that, at the end of the day, we're serving entertainment clients. Entertainment moves super duper fast. So like there's so many, there's so many different things to being prepared for, for the nature of the business. One is just understanding the business and understanding that things move very quickly. Um, Being prepared to, at any minute, look out for an email, any minute, look out for a talent request, a text message. Communication um, is very, very important in this field. So the first thing you can do is arm yourself with good communication skills and just understanding like being, and and this sounds really um, elementary, but it's honestly true. If you can't keep your eye on your email, and I'm sure I've been guilty of this in the past too. Keep your eye on your email, keep your eye on your text message box. Things could pop up at any minute. So you need to be prepared. The second thing is you need to understand boundaries. So while we are very prepared to take on any last minute request, um, kind of navigate the, those worlds, I think it's also important to have boundaries. So when something is completely not doable, let's say it's completely unfair to one side or the other, um, understanding that it's okay sometimes to say this actually isn't doable. Um, you know, we could do it, but maybe it won't be the quality that you want. I think there is a time and place for boundaries. Although um, for me, it's like a lot of times the sky is the limit. I'm very, it's very rare for me to say, I can't do that. Um, so with that said, it's like, you do have to decipher that line between is this doable um, or is this a stretch? Right. And you don't want to sacrifice the quality, um, you know, for the project as an entire thing, um, just for one harebrained idea. Um, but what do you think, you know, you've worked in, um, you know, with a lot of different places in collaboration with the Rogers and Cohen and, you know, brands like Netflix and Hulu and Warner Brothers, Turner Media, like Verizon, like super, super huge mega brands, right? So what lessons do you think that you have learned from working with these brands that you've implemented in your own like business practices? So first I'm like extremely grateful to have experience with all these big brands because, you know, while I wasn't in the C-suite, I was doing the day-to-day work and really understanding what makes the gears turn for this industry. What makes the gears turn for the entertainment clients, for the talent, for the business, for the bottom line. Um, So from through all of those experiences, I learned so, so much. And I'm so grateful for my experiences in terms of, you know, what I, what I've really taken away from um, like learnings that I've implemented as business practices. I mean, coming back to the communication skill, I think um, 
learning to better my communications throughout the years um, and develop um, better relationships, just understanding who the folks I'm working with are, what their objectives are, understanding what the client objectives are. Um, I've also, here's a more tangible one. When it comes to KPIs, key performance indicators, um, that's a term that I literally in every single role I've had, it's, um, it's ingrained to me that the, there's always a purpose and a quantifiable aspect to what we do and understanding how to get there, I think has been something I've learned and taken with me that I necessarily, maybe I didn't necessarily learn that in college. Um, and, you know, if you think about how you learn in college, I think a lot of it, at least for myself, was theoretical. It's a lot of theory, understanding concepts, understanding um, um, broadening your thought processes, but there were a lot of things that I didn't learn that once I was on the job, I understood why I needed to learn it. I understood the value it brought and it clicked. So I think it's also like for anybody listening to this who perhaps just graduated, I think that it's important to find a mentor, find somebody who's seen this on the ground floor, who understands like, what is it you're actually going to be doing? And part of this is internships. Some folks take internships to understand this, but some folks don't. Mm -hmm. And if you find a mentor who can tell you, like, this is what will be expected of you. This is what, a, you know, let's say your dream brand to work with is um, Warner Brothers. Like, this is what goes on specific to digital content. Um, someone who can tell you, this is what digital content expects of you at Warner Brothers. These are the Excel skills that you're going to need for this role. There are so many things that, you know, aren't, you only get from experience. So, and like, I'm turning the question into like actionable steps, but like, I would say find a mentor if that is something that is interesting to you. Definitely. I mean, there's a lot of things that, um, you know, when I look at uh, my career, I'm like, you know, I didn't really get it <laughs> for 10 years until I was like, oh, now I know why they wanted me to do that. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many mm -hmm. things that you're just like, oh, you're the mom, you're, you know, breeze and go and whatever. And then you're like, got it. Thanks. Checkmate. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> check that off my list. I get you, you know, but, but there's a lot of times that it takes a little bit more time to understand those things and, or it takes, um, repetition at something, you know, um, you're not going to get your Facebook ads to, you know, really hit it the first time you step at step into the realm. Right. And that's just because they're always evolving and you have to evolve with them and all of those things. Like, just like that kind of a skill is like, you got to train it, you know, you got to really go in. Um, so what is, Exactly. When you think of like, um, you know, a favorite part of your job, like what's the favorite thing that you love, 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 love about your job to do every single day that you're like, if you're into influencer management or uh, digital content strategy, that you absolutely love this part of it. There's two things. It's so they're tied. So it's so hard. It's like the first one is getting a new campaign and ideating concepts that will not only be fun and really impactful for the client, but also drive results. So that's a really like when I get a new, oh, we're working on this project and they need ideas. Oh, I love that. It is so much fun. Great. Like brainstorm away, like yeah. watch, do my research on the project and think about these creative ideas for how it can come to life. The second is, um, 
picking the right talent for the project. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. I love that part too. So, so much. I think when it really clicked for me that I wanted to work with talent was last year when I was doing PR for McDonald's, um, we would work with influencers a lot in the multicultural space specifically. And first of all, I just loved working with talent because they were so creative and they really brought these great ideas to life for the brand. But the second thing is I worked with this one gentleman who is a super talent. He was on a uh, dance reality competition show, had built a really big following, but he wasn't doing really many brand deals as far as I was aware. And we, I brought him his first brand deal. And like from there, he was he was just like really into it. He was really into creating content for brands. And like now I see him working with Walmart, Amazon, um, Target, all of these huge brands. Um, well, his name is B dash underscore two. That is his handle. His name which, is James Derrick. Which, which um, uh, uh, TV show was he on? He was on um, World of Dance. Oh, okay. I don't know everybody that's on World of Dance, but I'm like, I know dancers. <laughs> yeah. No, I have to look him up. He's incredible. Um, and like, like I said, like I didn't, I just have seen him like skyrocket and be, he's like really into creating this amazing content. He's always created amazing content, but the fact that he can partner with so many brands now, oh my goodness, I'm so proud of him. I just am like that. When I saw that start to happen, I was really, really passionate about, um, this field. Like I was like, wow, like the, the difference that we can make. And when I say difference, what I mean is the fact that I could come in and kind of be like, Hey, like, let's do a collab deal with a brand. And then from there, like, just like spark this passion, I guess. And then that passion turns into, you know, revenue stream for him. I think Mm -hmm. that was really inspiring. And when I realized like how much potential creators have in this creator economy, I was really excited to be a part of it and be able to bring creators deals that inspire them, make the money and also like create cool ads, you know, like we're going to get advertising one way or the other, might as well make it fun. Yeah. Well, you have executed. I, I didn't even bring in the whole business aspect of what you have done where you've generated a significant amount of revenue for brands. And, you know, what do you think is, is your, your secret sauce in creating, you know, actual financial results for brands? So generally I think digital marketing on the whole, <clears throat> there are def- many different verticals in which to use in order to yield like true revenue bottom line results. I think influencer marketing is still the wild, wild west when it comes to what really is the true return. Mm -hmm. But in my experience with e-commerce, that was very, what we consider direct response marketing. So there's a very actionable um, result that comes from pushing a product or a brand on a television show or on a website, which is what I was doing. So when I was driving revenue for these brands, it was understanding how to align the media outlet that we were working with, with the proper brand in order to drive excitement um, and an urgency for um, purchasing these products. So again, e-commerce is direct response. So it's very much more so about when does the customer purchase this product? um, And also what value does the product bring to the customer's life. We don't just want to push products to push products. At least that's not my ethos. It's more what 
what will this customer feel when they receive this product and that they will actually value it and want to come back and it, come back and shop again. So that was sort of the mentality behind when or quote, quote unquote, secret sauce when I was picking products with um, products from promotion. Um, but there is so many different ways in, in influencer marketing, you know, driving results there. It looks a little bit different too. It's about aligning with the right talent. So understanding what talent and what brand will resonate with the audience um, in order to drive results. It's, it's very strategic. It's more strategic than people give it credit for, I think, because they're like, oh yeah, this influencer is popular. So they're going to sell this product. It doesn't work that way. It's very individualized. It's very personalized, um, which is why I love my job because I get to be that strategic thinker and really analyze the talent, understand what their metrics mean for results, understand what the brand needs and make that happen. Yeah. I mean, it really begs the question that if you are strategically pairing talent and brands together um, to have, you know, to drive engagement or, or whatever your, you know, goals are for that campaign, you know, the, the actual talent probably needs to know their own personal brand better than anybody else, right? Like you can look at it from an outside layer and, you know, ask them for their metrics and all of that, you know, like what, you know, how many people are following you and how many people are sharing you and how many people are saving your content. You can see that. But at the end of the day, it almost is is better for someone who might be listening to this, who is the talent to really start digging into who they are as a person and who, what they're putting out there as a personal brand, because then you will know what brands you're attracting. You know what I mean? So it's almost like that reversal <laughs> that you can do to say, okay, well, I've put out this and I'm not getting anybody biting to work with me as a brand. But if I know, you know, that my, my brand is this and I attract this, then I should also know how to align myself with XYZ brands as well, or to potentially pitch themselves to someone like you, you know, to say, Hey, I'd like to work with this brand because I know my followers would resonate, you know, with this kind of product or something like that. Don't you think? Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. I always, I always say um, that creators really need to understand who their audience is, at least when they start out and they, as they grow and scale and they're pitching themselves to brands, we really need your firsthand understanding of who your audience is and your expertise. That's why we're hiring you because we see that you're clearly an expert in delivering to your audience. You have a very unique point of view with your content. But understanding like, oh, yeah, you know, 40% of my audience is male, 60% is female, they're in this demographic, they're in uh, this age range, uh, location, and so on and so forth. That helps us be able to understand if we can work with you, understand what the value you're bringing to the campaign is, justify your rates, things of that nature. That's why it's super duper important to really understand and at some point, you'll be at a place where you really, you know, you'll probably have a manager. You may, you may not need much selling. At some point, you know, when you're, um, Kim Kardashian's a bad example, but let's say you're the Kim Kardashian of influencers. Like at some point, it doesn't, you don't need that much explanation. But I think there's certain folks that are getting started that have beautiful content. And um, we really just need to understand like, what is the, what is your audience and how do you, how do you know them best? 
Yeah. Well, I have one final question for you. And that is, who is one of the most favorite people that you've worked with? It could be an influencer. It could be a business leader, maybe at one of the, you know, brands that you've worked with. Um, but who's somebody that you remember as, you know, story about working with them that you can share with the audience? Oh man, this is a hard question because it's like, I have so many awesome people I've worked with. Um, just shout out Devin Gwynn at Stack Commerce. I mean, Josh Payne was awesome. Um, shout out to <laughs> Brianne Benali at The Market. Shout out to um, Ashley Iconetti from The Bachelor, Jennifer Remhart at Celebrity Page, James Vaughn. Oh my God, there's so many people. But in terms of favorite, it's it's so hard to pick. Um, I would say that one of my favorite clients to work with, to, I think make it a little bit easier, was probably... And even this one's hard because I'm like, oh, so many awesome clients, brand clients. Um, I think as um, as a partner working with the show, The Real was really cool um, for many, many reasons. The team at The Real is super awesome, nice people, very smart, super innovative when it comes to their programming. Our integrations that we ran on the show were really awesome as well. Um, we got to work with the, the hosts on the show to sell our product. So I was often on the set, um, being able to kind of play around and just get a firsthand look at the products that we're selling. Um, you know, like all of the hosts, Adrian, like Jeannie, like Lonnie, they're all so fun. So I'm going to go with that, but there are so many people like, I just, you know, I can't name them all, but like just in the most recent history. And then um, where I am now in my current role, oh my gosh, it's just such a dream role and dream team. Our team is just so dynamic. Um, it's, it's crazy, like how much of a culture fit I feel in this role. So again, I can't pick, I've named like eight people, but yeah, I hope that gives some insight. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I mean, it just, it's, it's a testament to, to you liking what you do. I mean, and you have to, like, that's the one thing that I always am, you know, preaching, like, if you do what you love, then it doesn't really feel like a job. You know, you're getting paid to do what you love to do, which is amazing. And we'll be right back. When it comes to creating sales copy for your lead pages or lead magnets, or even for your website, you want to grab people's attention, right? I think the best thing that you can do if you don't have the time and really need some inspiration is try copy.ai. Faster, fresher, better copy. Click the link in the show notes to get your free seven-day trial today. So I wanted to give you a few updates on what's happening next time on the podcast. And I know that I always give you at the top, I give you what's happening inside the podcast, but I want to start giving you a few updates on what's happening in June. So in June, we have all of the social strategy Sundays. We have the personal branding and innovation Tuesdays. Both of those are on Clubhouse, but I also have a Twitter spaces event every Friday at 10 a.m. as well. So those are happening on both social audio platforms, Clubhouse and Twitter Spaces. And then on, um, uh, what was I going to say? And then I also am doing live social audio on Fireside. So those are three different events that you can find me on every single week where we're talking about 
personal branding, strategy, um, leadership, college of style, um, and really getting into where we can build on your business foundation, um, strategies that people have tried and particularly um, succeeded that we can start implementing into our social media and marketing and advertising initiatives. And also in June, I am opening up my book so that we can start working one-on-one together. So if you haven't had a chance, head over to your email, open it up, make a new email and send it to me at info at sandracoltamedici.com. And let's start working together to build your brand and have it become irresistible and unforgettable. As always, I look forward to, that's my sweet bite, by the way, that's my sweet bite for this episode. Um, And as always, um, let's talk again next time on the Sweet Bites with Sandra podcast. I'll see you then. If you would like to sponsor an episode of Sweet Bites with Sandra, make sure to send an email to info at sandracoltamedici.com. Include in the subject line, be a sponsor.